You're listening to the Off the Spectrum Podcast. Looking at life through a different lens. Welcome back to Off the Spectrum Radio. Today we are joined by Aaron, same as always, and me, Garrison. Today's episode we like to call Pool Strats because last week we were talking about how we do our coping strategies. And so I thought that would be a good name because it talks about, we can talk about how we cope with different um, situations. Right. Like Fatty with Gee over here laughs at my <laughs> jokes, and that's how, probably how you cope with me calling you Fatty. Dude, I do that on a daily basis no matter who it's with. I mean, <laughs> but no, you're right. Coping strategies, I mean, with people like us, you can imagine we have quite a few that yeah. help get us through on a daily basis. So uh, can I, I'm going to do this like an interview style. So Aaron, uh, on, a, on a day where you're having a bad day and uh, a coworker yells, yells at you, what do you do to turn that to help you out? What do you do to make your day go better? Yell at them back and tell them to go away. No. <laughs> no? no, 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 no. In all seriousness here, um, I normally try to handle the situation as cool and calm as collective as can be. Uh, most of the time. <laughs> what do you and say most of the time? I have had a few moments where I tend to uh, <clears throat> lose my temper. All of us have that have the that time. Like I remember, I'm gonna tell us uh, a story from about when I was at Woodlands. Um, our producer was there. Um, it was actually when uh, his one of his friends was there cooking. She and him were arguing over something. And it kind of overloaded me because I still had to manage my crew and what the cooks were wanting to do, and so that kind of threw me into um, uh, an emo- emotional breakdown. For right. you, those of you out there that don't know what that is, it means our emotions are overloaded. We don't know how to process any more things, and we just don't, we can't do anything in that. We, moment. for the lack of a better term, shut down. Yeah, that we shut down everything. We don't care who, who you are or if you're, you could be the president and we wouldn't care. Right. We would pre- we pretty much go into a dead zone. I mean, I don't know if you do this like I do, G, but I know if I get too overwhelmed, if I get too frustrated, I basically, I kind of zone out. I go into a space where I focus on what I'm doing and only that. Yeah. There is no jokes. There is no goofing around. There is no, hi, how you doing? It's just get my work done and move along. Yeah. And so move back to my story. So I, I sort of broke down and I kind of just said, Okay, I have to go. I have to, I have to leave. I have to get out of here so I don't cause a scene, because my number one priority is was maintaining my image to my crew. Right. But at the end of the day, uh, John, the producer, he kind of made sure I was okay. And my um, my job coach, who I always I had, she is the best. She um, helped me out. And then what I used in that situation for a coping strategy was, I had this. I have my sister Elizabeth. She's phenomenal when i mean phenomenal i mean i can call her at any time during the day and say hey i'm struggling help me out and the one coping strategy that she had taught me is what are three things you can hear then you will name them what are three things you can smell and then you would name them next would be what are three colors you can see and that, for me, it kind of brings me back down to earth. It centers me, it holds me down, and I'm able to be like, wow, 
why I broke down was so stupid. Maybe I can't uh, let that happen. I need to get back at it. I need to ride the horse again. Right. <clears throat> so, I use my sister. I use her remote coping strategy. And then another one I like to use is bottle it up until you get home. Find something you like to do. Focus only on that. Like talking to me. Asshole. <laughs> we know um, this. Tell me something I don't know. Uh, you're skinny. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, no. So, some of these coping strategies work for. These don't work for us. They may not work for you. They may not work, or they may. Who knows? But keep trying to find a coping strategy that will work for you, and use it, even if it's as weird as, oh, I, I need to carry on this pink brick this pink lego brick and fi fidget with it if that's what calms you down then so be it yeah more power to you hell if you have a fidget spinner i know those weren't, aren't popular now but if you have a fidget spinner i know what us autistic people we have to have do something with our hands i've hand. used them before i've had two fidget spinners in my life I've i'm used talking them like to crazy. people not you dumbass oh <laughs> aren't i included on that yes you have some input but i'm explaining fair enough so fidget spinners they uh just they uh, allow you to play with your hands, like, spin it, stop it, do stuff. Um, uh, another one that we uh, know of is um, a fidget cube. Uh, it has a, uh, you have never heard of this, have you? So oh. a fidget cube is like a dice, but instead of numbers on it, it has a uh, joystick on top, light switch buttons, uh, a clicker, and then... A little wheel that you can spin that doesn't do anything. <laughs> well, you can spin it. It just doesn't make any noise. It's just, it's just there to be there. And so, those are some of the things that I like to use that really calm me down. And another thing is, is I kind of just, you know, call, call fat ass neck sitting in front of me and say, Hey, I'm venting. I'm coping. Of course, I had to do the same thing to you the other day. Yeah, you did. Oh my god, need we discuss this one? Oh, uh, we could tell uh, all these stories. We're just, we're we're going back through those two days that we those that day we had, and we're just like, damn, that was why why did we even struggle with that? Well, seriously though, man. Okay, well, uh, let's get back to uh what we're discussing. Oh uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, so what are some of the things that you like to use that help <laughs> you get, help you cope? Well, right off the bat, <clears throat> close friends, family, those that I know I can reach out to that I know will listen, including your skinny tail. I know I'm fat. Yes, but beside the point, there's you, there's my actual family who I know I can call on every time. Brandon's one of them. Um, and basically, you know, there I, I like to go to actual individuals is my biggest thing. No, so I, what I'm understanding is your your coping strategy is to go social instead of close in. Is yes, that correct? That's right. Yeah. So th th this is a good example of what works and what doesn't work. I close in. I have to fidget. I have to do, do stuff, distract myself. And fat ass over here, um, he likes to be social, and I I respect that, Aaron. Honestly, I respect being social. Um. Now, if there's other like coping strategies that we could that work, that's good. Um, what what else should you 
What other kind of coping strategies would there be for people um, out there? Basically, I would say, depending on how bad the situation is, you know, like me, reach out. B, if you have to keep yourself busy, keep your mind off whatever it is that's bothering you. Yeah. No matter how, what it takes to do so. Yeah, and the biggest thing is when you're trying to find a coping strategy is find something that distracts you. Find something that will take your brain away from the problem. So if you're having a hard day at work and a coworker is just being a, a complete <laughs> asshole to you. Boy, do I know that. Yeah, if it, a coworker's is completing a complete asshole, and just and say you haven't taken a 15 minute, your 15 minute break. You take that 15 minute, go outside, do, uh, take a moment, compile yell the yourself. Squirrels. Yell the squirrels for all I care. <laughs> go, damn it, squirrels! Why? Why? <laughs> but for the most part, take a take a deep breath. You know, relax. Just compose yourself and get yourself back in shape. I know that's what I had to do back when I worked with you. I mean, I was gee. that bad. No, not necessarily from you. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was good. <laughs> gee, come on. I didn't mean from you, buddy. Okay, asshole. I just meant in a generalistic speaking. I got frustrated enough even. A couple of buddies of mine at work had to look at me and be like, Aaron, step outside, go relax, now. Mm. Yeah, and part of having a coping strategy is um, is uh, having, having supports there that know when you're starting to get triggered, even if you're not getting triggered. Right. So my mom, my sister, my job coach, my dad even, hell, my dog, they know when I'm getting set off. And if people know when you're getting set off, they can be like, hey, stop. And like, no, no, I don't want to stop. And then you realize, oh, I, I probably should stop. And so when they tell you to stop, that's when you got to stop, take a breath, and realize what the pro- what's my problem. Right. You know what? This does make me think of something real quick, if I may interject. No. You not... Oh, man. Not the ASMR stuff. It's okay. Too early for this. (laughs) I know. All right. Listen, you. So, in all seriousness, I've been thinking about a particular somebody somebody who I think... um, I honestly was tempted to possibly call on the show today because um, when you're talking about coping skills... We both know somebody, I'm not talking about Jason, who has been there to develop methods to help us both. Who, uh, do I know them? You know them very, very well. Um, shit. Need a hint? Yes. She's not the head, but she's pretty much the leader of a group of folks that have done nothing but try to help us. Um, me for about five years. I don't know the head. So I, mean, I know who you, what group you're talking I about. I know it's, where it's you're going here. And Come on. Who's the <laughs> ream leader? Uh, Molly? No. One level down. Is it Nancy? There you go. I yeah. knew you'd never if you actually tried and dug into that thick skull of yours. Uh, wait, I don't have a brain though. I, I was just kind of going off of images. You may not have a brain, but you have certain ideas in there that I know float around like uh, voided space. So. Voided space? No, it's just complete space, not voided. It's all space. It's empty in there. It's Admit it. Space. 
<laughs> well, you know what they say about space. Nobody can hear you scream. It's okay. I'm screaming internally. There you go. And that's another thing. If you can, like... So if you scream internally, that could be a coping mechanism. Serious. It can be. Or even if you just start dropping the F-bomb left and right in your mind. <laughs> I'm not going to do it because it's not... I don't need to say it. Yep. If you want to say F this, F that, so be it. Do what makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. And if you can feel comfortable by the time you're done coping, and coping should try to be at least five minutes of, if not, if like, you know, right. five minutes of trying to recompose yourself. Otherwise, you look like a complete idiot. And I know I don't want to criticize our everybody, but... It's true. You'll look like an idiot. That's why find a co have like three coping strategies on standby. If that means counting backwards from a thousand really fast, like or counting counting the <laughs> counting the particles in the clouds, or is that even possible? Yes. Don't yeah. tell me you've done it. Thousands of times. Don't worry. There's at least 14 trillion. You are a certain kind of special, buddy. I know, I'm off the spectrum. Isn't that what this is about? There yeah. you go! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, I made a bad joke. Too perfect. <laughs> oh, no, geez. so having like three on standby, being either from, you know, counting backwards, counting particles, or as simple as breathing. Breathing is the best one you can have on standby. If you take the second go, let out a deep breath, you should recenter yourself. That yep. oxygen flowing to your brain is like, wait, I gotta stop and think now. What was I doing? Get your mind back on track. Like, not being off the spectrum. Dude. I'm sure shut up about that. <laughs> Dude, why? I mean, that's what this is about. Hey, you, you could have seen that one coming, but the blind kids didn't. Ugh. <sighs> Dude, too soon, G. Don't worry. The cripples can't be a stand-up comedian. Oh! <laughs> oh, I just got jokes of days, people. No kidding. If you had any more jokes, you could be a stand-up comic. Oh, no. Not the people the wheelchairs. <laughs> you know what? I'm signing you up for the funny bone. Don't worry. At least I don't make fun of the death people. Oh, wait. They wouldn't hear it. <laughs> Jeepers, creepers, people. Get a load of this guy. Oh, man. Uh, there's something wrong with me, people. Ugh. Oh, wait. I, I was never normal to begin with. And that's the point of this podcast. It's not a normal podcast. Since it's... when have we ever been normal? What the... In all seriousness, what the fuck is normal? Let's talk about that quickly. Um, You got regular people out there that don't have any disabilities saying, Oh, I'm normal. I'm normal. Okay, if you're normal, you're perfect, right? And in no. this world, as my family has always stated, nobody is perfect. There you go. Why did I have to finish that? Because it's the way I work and it's the way I may, I want to make you do something you hadn't done. So I figured, I'm going to have the, the producer go and slap you across the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but normal is not is impossible and being perfect is impossible if you're perfect and normal 
if I was normal and perfect, I would be so bored. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I would be just bored out of my mind. Yep. <clears throat> That's why I love having autism. I love having ADHD. I enjoy having the fucking mood swings. Or w- wild decisions, not mood swings. I don't know, know anymore. My brain's not here, guys. Or both. There you go. I love my disabilities. And that's... Nor- I've, I'm probably one of the few people out there that will say that with meaning. People, when I say I love my disabilities, they're like, yeah, I love my disabilities too. You don't sound like it. That's just a hard fact. When people say right after you unless they're like yeah i also love my uh, disabilities i love them they make who i am hey guys i have a question for you yes uh, <clears throat> so how does it make you feel when someone like myself because like you know i've worked with both of you guys all right and i think you, you guys are awesome so how does it make you feel though when i say i don't look at you guys like you have disability at all uh, that just makes me feel like you're stupid. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, um, we're, gonna, we're gonna cancel the show now. <laughs> well, now hold on a minute. Hey, it's just my me trying to be funny. <laughs> That's no, just no. Seriously though, the question is, how does that make you feel when someone like me says, "I, I don't," so you guys don't have disabilities. That makes me feel a little bit better, but it also makes me feel like, well, it makes me want to go say, why? Why don't you see that I, why do I look normal in your eyes? And if you answer rational, I'll, I'll accept it, you know, but if you're like, oh, you just don't seem like the kind of guy, I'm like, no, I have a disability. I would say I feel pretty empowered and I would take that as, that's great. Yeah. Because even though I've got a disability, I don't acknowledge that I have that on a daily basis. Yeah, and you know, so- if somebody comes up to me and tells me, uh, or vice versa, if I tell them, hey, I have a disability, like at work, I'll use this as a good good example, okay? Right. I've had two, maybe three people at work I've mentioned to about this. I told them all, I said, you know, hey, I am technically on the spectrum, and I was diagnosed this way, and... I don't let it affect me, and I've had one or two of those people actually look at me and go, there's no way. There's just no way. You don't look like it. There's, you don't act like those I've seen that that would, you know, fit that bill. Yeah. I broke the mold for them. Yeah. So is it a common, is it is it a courtesy to society and to people to tell them that, that you are on the spectrum or um, is that something you, you feel you have to do it's or- a, it's like i like to when i talk to people i'm like hey by the way if i seem off it's because i'm autistic just to give them a heads up so way they don't feel weirded out by my quote-unquote social socially unacceptable there you go i would agree the same way i mean if you go to a new job like i have and, you know, I work in a place where being fast-paced and being quick on your A-game is pretty much required. Yeah. And so with what I do, by me telling them this, I feel like gives them the, the heads up like, okay, he does have a little bit of a, a, a delay, a setback. Here's how we can best work with him to accommodate and get him to, to the pace we need him to be. Yeah, Instead and, of just expect me like any other normal person, there's that word again, any other person on the job to do it the way 
you know. a, so a socially acceptable person. Yes. Uh, and with me, I also recently started a new job, and I, right away, I, it's something I like to give them a heads up, like, hey, I may be slow. This is why. It's not, I'm trying my best, though, but I do have a disability. It, I do have a, I do have a technically a setback. You acknowledge but it, I, but you don't let it stop you. And then I tell them, I say, it won't, I won't let it stop me, though. I will work past it. I will make myself excel there you go and if we're called normal it's just it's just another hidden uh, added uh, compliment to our day it makes us feel good it makes us feel like we can't can still be quote-unquote socially normal the best advice I feel like you and I can give and I think you would agree with me here to people like us that if you know your friends your family even your co-workers walk up to you and tell you as our producer stated, you know, um, hey, you don't look like you're on the spectrum. You, you know, you're, you're like me. You're like a regular guy. I mean, uh, your, uh, our best bet is just to accept it. Say thank you. I appreciate let it empower that. yourself. Say thank you. This means a lot to me. Right? Y you're yes. Thank you for understanding where I'm where I'm going with this because it's my job. We've known <laughs> each other for what a couple years. Easy, man. Easy. I mean, it, it, that's just our biggest deal. Take it. Don't let it bring you down. Bring it and use it to go. I've got this. I don't let this stop me. And watch what I can do. As we are <clears throat> 22 minutes into this episode, episode three of the off. The Spectrum Podcast. Um, do you feel that there are autistic individuals out there that, you know, are the complete opposite of this and that they don't know how to cope with it? And what can this podcast and what you guys are trying to do, what could this do for them, honestly? I have, I have two, I have cousins in Texas. I'm a, I won't say their names. They are, one of them is really on the spectrum like you can tell when you first see him and then there's another one who was like that a f couple years ago or I want to say at least five years she has gotten to the point where she is like a normal quote unquote socially normal uh, little kid right so with that being said it it I hope this podcast will help them realize it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to be off the spectrum. It's okay to be weird. It's okay to be yourself. And I don't want this to society to hold you back. For God, God forbid, if you want to be a rocket scientist and you cannot, for the love of God, have a filter... Let your imagination and your mind fly. Do what you set out to do and let nothing get in your way. Yeah, with the, and not letting anything get in your way, hold it to yourself. Make it who you are. Because if you let someone bring you down, and I know I'm, I sound like I'm depressed, but I'm being serious. This is me being a serious tone, which is weird. This is you being serious? Wow, that's out of the box. Uh, no, this is in the box. This is more contained. 
But I don't like you in the box. Come you, out. No, not until I'm done. All right, all right, fair enough. Where was I? I forgot you. <laughs> You're welcome. Just uh, for you. Thanks. Um, with um. Oh, I, I don't know anymore. You all right there, buddy? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm never okay. Where did you go? Uh, Mars. Oh, with, um, if you want to be, uh, a uh, rocket scientist, but you don't have a filter, don't let it bother you. Just use your creativity for who you are. Now with, um, if you have, or are really on the spectrum, and, like, you, you know it, but you still are able to be interacting just fly just go through and fly don't let anything bother you because if you let someone but uh if you get dragged on someone for something they just stole the power from you to control your day That's and right. if you let someone do that what 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 happened Please get back on your horse. Don't don't tie the horse up yet. Don't let someone take the reins. Cause I've been told this many times, and you're being quiet on me, but that's okay. I'm not being quiet. I'm just listening to you being serious. You said this is you in a box, and I want to hear it. <laughs> um, I was told that if you let someone bug you, they just have they have that power control a little part of your life that's not something we want nope. and that's why off the spectrum exists it's to give you the power to come back so Aaron what what is your answer to that what do you want to, how do you want this podcast to help or you know what do you see it doing or you know what are your thoughts on that my thoughts are simply this I want to know that or not know I want others to know that are like me or not lesser than me, but those that are more on the spectrum than us to understand one simple factor. You can do what you set out to do no matter what. And if you feel there are restraints, break them, break them like chains, break them like, break them like a leaf and no, break them like it's air. Is that possible? <laughs> Okay, you know what, just so, put the atom in half and make a nuclear bomb, set everything off, it's fine. Just just cause a fallout of radiation, who cares? <laughs> wow, buddy. Um, no, in all seriousness, from my perspective, you know, I want those to know that, let this be an example. Okay? If we're able to do what we do and live our lives the way we want to live them, so can you. Okay? Listen not to those naysayers that say you can't or you won't, or say just because, oh, you have a disability, you can't do this. No, you can, okay? And I mean this in every sense of the word, every syllable that comes out of my mouth, okay? Um, I want them to understand that we are an example of what is possible. That is true. If you are hearing this, I know someone's hearing this. Look what we've accomplished. And what, we're, I'm 21 and he's what, fucking 40? 28. But thank you, you <laughs> son of a gun, for acknowledging that. If we're these ages, and we're doing this, and we're living on our own, 
just think what you can do. Of course. We want to set an example to tell you guys, you can do it. You can do anything you want. You can make more out of your life. Yep. And if someone says no, cut them from your life. Don't let anybody hold you down. Because if they do, they've won. Don't let anybody win over your life. Exactly. 